Let's try clean intro. Clean intro? Yeah. What's the clean intro? Stop talking. What does that mean? No. Why? Wait, what? No, why Stop talking! No, it's a podcast. We're meant to talk. Is that not the point of this whole thing? We're meant to talk. <laughs> we are. Welcome uh, to My Turn Podcast. I did really try very hard uh, this month to keep a quiet intro so you could hear the beautiful theme music. Uh, Jeremy's talking too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the klaxon sound? That's the klaxon sound. It's a great klaxon sound. Yeah. Um, and why, have you, why have you introduced the klaxon sound this Je- month? Jem thinks that she talks too much, so... <laughs> thinks. <laughs> Well, yeah, she does talk too much. She does talk too much, but Jem this time has said that she thinks she talks too much. So, really good. so we should have talk. a klaxon sound to stop her from talking too much. Yeah, yeah, like that. But, but yours is better. Do it. Yeah, that's pretty good klaxon. Thank you, thank you, brothers. Um, yeah, so we are siblings. Uh, for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, and uh, this is our once a month gathering <laughs> to talk about games we've been playing because we are all obsessed with games. games. Yes, indeedy. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Erin? So we're going to start off with um, a game called Loadout. We're going to be moving on to Celeste. And the third will be What Remains of Edit, Edith Finch. Erin yeah. can't spell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I spell uh, we Edith, should introduce edit. ourselves, by the way. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Who wants to go first? I'm the, I'm the baby, so I go first. I'm Erin. I'm baby brother. I'm Bilen. I'm the middle one. And I'm Jem. I'm the eldest, although the I much. am the smallest. Yeah. <laughs> and not even a big suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite tiny. <laughs> but that does not affect how much I talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, big things come in small packages, isn't that the saying? Indeed. Um, yeah, so, Erin, uh, you're going to kick us off with Loadout. Yeah, so this is a game I've been playing for, it must have been a couple of years, actually. Um so the game Loadout is basically a shoot 'em up and it's a multiplayer online game developed by Edge of Reality and it was originally re- released on the 31st of January 2014. And basically the principle of this game is you get a character, you run around, blow stuff up and you level up. But what really appeals to me about this game is the amount of custom customizability. Is that a word? It is now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is also a word, and it was a word before. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, (laughs) thanks, Mr. Dictionary. Um, Yeah, so what I really like about it is that basically you've got a lot of options of how you want to play the game and your weapons and stuff. You haven't got, like, set weapons. You actually develop them yourselves and build them. And you've also got a levelling up system as well. So as you get more powerful, the components of your guns can become really powerful as well. So originally, when I first got into this game, it was, like, every night for two hours... Because it's just like such an addictive game where you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get some more money to buy a new part for my gun and it's slightly more powerful. And then you could start like electrocuting people and lasering people. Um, and then like, yeah, I just got really, really into it. Um, so I've been playing it for years, but I'm now, unfortunately, the highest level you can be. <gasps> and it's starting to uh, starting to wane a little bit now because there's no real progression after this. I've got pretty much the most powerful guns you can get. Um and yeah there's no real there's nothing really enticing me after this which is the only problem of it so there's no challenge well there's always a challenge but the thing is there's not really that many different scenarios that you can play though the customizability of your weapons is great you're you're not really there's nothing really new coming to the game there's only a limited amount of levels like about five or six and there's about six different scenarios so they can be things like 
um, like a domination game, which is kind of like there's three different flag points. Yeah. And you have to try and control those for as much as the game to build up your score as time goes on. So, so are, all the, are all the games limited by time? Uh, no. Some are by points. Okay, so some like, of them will have a points target. Some of them will have a time limit. I think, well, I think the majority of them are actually points. There's a couple of them that are score limit. Yeah. Um, sorry, that are time limit. But I think the majority of them are getting points, really. So, like the one I was playing earlier... Uh, head rush where you have to kill this massive monster and basically when it explodes and you've killed it you could take its head and then you put it into like a basket like a basketball thing and then it gets points so that's like the monster one respawns the... yeah the monster respawns but for some reason this is like every time i play everyone wants that game so you, it, there's like a voting system as right, to what okay. game you're going to play so you end up playing the same one was well, probably because it's quite unique to this game. I can't think of any other shooting games where you play head basketball after shooting something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's unique, but if you play it all the time when you've got six other scenarios yeah. as well. Um, my favourite is definitely Domination because I, I've, I love um area of... Uh, what's the word? Where you've got like an explosive weapon and it blows up an area. Area of effect. That's it, area of effect. So I've got a rocket launcher that shoots six rockets. So in this one, they have to stand by a flag to get points. So I just stand really far away and shoot like rockets at them <laughs> and just blow them up. So in those games, I get loads of points. But like, yeah, this head rush one, I hate. I don't like it. So that is, yeah, that sounds annoying. Can you play it offline or do you have to play it online? No, unfortunately, it's only online. So uh, because see. we've got amazing Wi-Fi and it disconnects all the time. Oh, like no. the amount of times I just get like really, really well. I'm doing really well in the game and it's like, uh, network error blah 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 and then it just throws you out and thank you, you very much BT yeah cheers BT <laughs> so how customizable are the weapons like can you fire cows no not quite that customizable <laughs> so there's four main different categories of weapons so let me see if I can remember this you've got a rifle you've got a pulse weapon you've got a laser weapon you've got a rocket launcher but then once you get that kind of category there's lots of different things you can make um like change about them all so you can have things that like a rocket launcher with a sniper scope or a pulse rifle with a sniper scope and you can change all the scopes you can change the way it fires whether it's automatic whether it's spooling which is like a minigun kind of thing so it charges but then shoots really quickly uh, whether it's semi-automatic and you have to click down the trigger um, and then there's also the type of bullet it uses so it can use something like What's, what's called uh, a slug bullet, which is just like a heavy bullet, which does a lot of damage on impact. Yeah. Then you've got like an electric one. So if it comes within a certain radius of someone, it will electrocute them on the way uh -huh. past. So you don't necessarily have to hit them. Yeah. You've got a fire one. So if it hits them, it actually sets them on fire and damage is done over time. It does more damage. But then if they're aware that they're on fire, they can roll around to try and get uh -huh. rid of the fire. And you damage. had some bullets that were like big spheres That's with the spikes rifle, in them yeah oh, they were quite cool yeah so basically I, I i kind of went online and found a really good build for a gun which is an automatic pulse rifle um this is another problem with it see i had it fully upgraded um but then i changed the component of it and apparently i'd run out of room in my inventory uh because you get like different so you can't swap slots. out items well you can but i didn't realize i had no idea that i was i'd run out of uh... inventory slots and then it just basically reset my weapons and nothing so what? 
Yeah, I basically After spent... building up an arsenal. And can I ask you, how do you collect these weapons? Because it sounds like you're actually buying them. Yeah, you buy them. So you get... With basically... real money or with in-game no, no, money? No, 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 no. There's, there's, they're called bloots or blu-rights or something like that. And it's the game currency. Every time you play a game, you get a certain amount of points at the end of it. Yeah. That converts into your currency. I see. And then once a day, you also get like a Wheel of Fortune thing where you spin it and you can win certain prizes. Like you can get a new outfit or you can get a certain amount of blue rights. Uh, yeah. Uh, new components for your weapon as well, which are slightly better than the standard ones. And the way it works, as you level up, all your components level up. Okay. But also, you can get specialized components say for example uh you win it on the wheel of fortune yeah. thing then it might be slightly more powerful than just the standard one if that makes sense i see so the game basically rewards you for playing it a lot yeah okay. i mean you, there is the option to spend money on it if you want to but uh, yeah, i was gonna can... ask about that because i'm not a, i don't know how you guys both feel about this but i'm not really a fan of games where you can kind of cheat your way to leveling up by paying real money it really Pay annoys to win, me yeah it really annoys yeah. me i'm like just yeah, get I better. I prefer the the ones where the only things that you can buy with real money are skins. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about aesthetic then. It's not yeah. about gameplay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. I don't really... I don't know. I, I think it's quite fun to play. It's not like you have to spend ages and ages to get the money to get certain things. Um, yeah, but the point is some like 12-year-old who's got loads of pocket money will just like spend it all and then instantly be better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a level cap. It's only yeah, goes there's... up to level 20. How long does it take you to get to level 20? It took me a long time, but I mean, even if you spend money on stuff, you're still the level that you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, if in some games you could say go straight from level 1 to level 20 just by paying money. I don't think you can in this. You can Which only get good. certain components. Yeah, well, that's better. So it's not, it's not quite like that. And you are right. I think there are certain skins and stuff you can get. So you saw there was only a few characters, but then you get specialized ones as well. And I think you can pay money for those as well. Yeah, because I thought Aram had won his game, but actually he hadn't. And someone else on the other team had, had got exactly the same skin as me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was confused by that as well. Um, so Aram, you've been playing this for four years. No, 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 no. Two years. Okay, but it came out four years ago. Yes, that's right. So you've been playing it for two years and yep. it's a game that's really short and... The thrill of the game is just leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. Everything. Basically, yeah. So it seems like one you can just drop in, drop out. That's exactly it. It's the kind of game where, let's say, for example, I'm getting ready for bed and I was like, I just want to do something a little bit before I go to bed. So then I'll play that for about half an hour to an hour. And then just, yeah, it's easy to pick up and put down because the game only lasts about five, ten minutes and then you can just do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's not something I'd really invest a long amount of time in. Yeah. But, Quick stints. Yeah. So um, what would you rate this game? So my rating system, I'm going to be a lot harsher now. Say about <laughs> He's going to be harsher now, I'll be learning. Yeah. Six or seven? Yeah, six or seven. Like, it's it's a good, fun little game. The animation and stuff's really quite cute. My brother's just broken my desk. What an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wondering what this was. It it's, was just kind it's of a loose. Pulp. It's yeah. called a leg. It's, it's a leg for the Yeah, it needs desk. to be screwed in, but it's held up by that thing. But uh, we digress right. anyway. Back to the game. <laughs> The graphics are quite good. The music's quite good, but it's not really anything special. It's just a bit of fun. Okay, cool. Uh, does it interest you, Bilan? Sounds like a bit of fun, but I don't think I'd play it. Yeah, I, prob I probably would give it a miss, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really babyish for me. <laughs> I think it'll be fun, like, in a party setting. Yeah, if, there's if a we few had local multiplayer, yeah. I'd definitely play it with you. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of, you know, something easy to pick up and put down. But, yeah. Okay, cool. so shall we move on to Celeste? 
Yes, so Celeste is a game which has come out very recently. It's multiple platforms, but I've been playing it on Switch because I've got a Switch. You're Mr. <laughs> Nintendo, Billy. Mr. Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> it's made by Matt Makes Games Inc., who also made Towerfall, which is very famous and apparently amazing, but I don't think I've ever played it. Oh. So, so this is a guy called Matt who makes games. Yeah, I mean, he's the main guy. He gets other people to work on these games with him. Yeah, uh, the credits list is not one person. It's not oh. like the Robert Rodriguez of games, shot, chopped, and scored <laughs> by Matt. But yeah, he's he's the main guy. Okay, so tell us about um, the gameplay. So it's it's a a platformer with shades of Meat Boy. So you basically all you have is a few moves. You can jump. Yeah. You can dash, uh, yeah. which you can also do in the air, and you can climb. Yeah. That's where the Meat Boy element comes in. And the game's made up of about 600 individual screens where you have to get from one side to the other uh, via various obstacles. Sometimes you have to wall jump. Sometimes you have to do a mid-air dash to get an extra bit of length. Uh, Sometimes there are moving platforms which are either automatic or activated by you dashing either anywhere on the screen or into the uh, platforms themselves. Yeah. There's wind elements. There's all sorts of puzzle things to make the levels get harder as the game goes on. Okay. And there's also a whole load of collectibles. Oh, yeah. you love collectibles, I Billen. do love collectibles. <laughs> so the world's split up into about eight chapters. Each chapter has uh, a B-side, which is B-side. like an extra hard so version like a cassette of the same B-side. Yeah, yeah, you actually have to find a cassette in the level. <laughs> really? It's hidden somewhere in the chapter. And you, you get the cassette and that unlocks the B-side of that chapter. Yeah. And that's an extra hard version of the same kind of levels. Right. Uh, and then what makes them harder? Uh, they're just the, the puzzles a load a lot harder. You have to get your dash timing better. Uh, you so when you're climbing, you only have limited stamina. So unlike in Meat Boy, where you slide down the walls, in yeah. this you you grip onto the walls. Uh, and if whilst you're gripping, you lose stamina, which yeah. means when you jump and move between walls, you can't grip anymore. So are the B sides essentially like? Um just to give it a Stranger Things reference, like the Upside Down of the same level. I love the Stranger Things. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> reference. It, it, they're more like using the same locale, so the same setting of the level, but the actual rooms themselves, the screens, are different. So different puzzles and stuff? Different puzzles. Okay. And they're much right. harder, so you have to get uh, a longer sequence of jumps, you have to get your timing better, or even just figuring out the precise route around the room to get to the other side is much harder. Yeah. And these B-side levels don't have any collectibles. It's just pure puzzling and difficulty and platforming. Mm. Whereas in the A-side, I guess you'd call them, yeah, you also have strawberries to collect. Strawberries? Which, what do they do for you? <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, what's you, the point? You get a tip in chapter two, I think it is. Cause every, every chapter begins with a climbing tip. Yeah. Some of which seem to relate to climbing and some of which are just about the game. And I think it's chapter two where it says... You don't need strawberries. They don't unlock anything. They're just to show your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been collecting them anyway, of course. Of course, yeah. It's, it's like extra challenge. <laughs> yeah. On a screen, getting from one end to the other, that, that's fine. Sometimes there's a strawberry and it's like, how on earth do I get that? And you, yeah. don't just, you don't just have to collect it. You have to then land somewhere safely and before it locks in. Uh, okay. But once you've, once you've got a strawberry, you're fine. You never have to collect it again. You don't mm. have to do it in a particular run, which is really great. And some of them are really well hidden as well. So you, yeah. you can dash through walls. Yeah. And there's but like you just have to land panels. afterwards. You can't yeah. collect a strawberry midair and then kind of fly a bit more. 
Yeah, you can't you can't then fall off the mountain yeah, and die. Yeah, and die. Yeah, or hit some spikes. Does it just reset to back to where it, it was? It resets yeah. to back to where it was. Can I just ask what what's the purpose of doing the B side then? If there's no collectibles, it's basically a whole another. Uh, it's it's extra levels. More game. Okay, yeah, more so game. it's more challenge for you. There's not you don't like unlock anything. Oh, you, you get you it. get a blue heart at the end of, or is it? No, you get a red heart if you complete the B side. Yeah, I think if you get enough hearts. So there's you one, get extra life. I think you get extra levels at the end of the game. Mm. I don't know. I haven't reached the end of the game yet. I only downloaded it two days ago. And I think I'm on chapter six. I think there's eight chapters. Yeah. I can see Erin's brain thinking like, why would you want to do more puzzles? Because you oh, hate yeah. puzzles. It depends, puzzle it depends what kind of puzzles it is, really. <laughs> so like, so it's, 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 you, do you like Zelda puzzles? Yeah, I quite like Zelda puzzles. Yeah, so I guess it's like the platform equivalent of a Zelda puzzle. Yeah, it's some... not really difficult. Yeah. It's about timing. Yeah, it's, it's about working yeah, out... Which is... Fine. How to get from one side of the room to the other via something else? Yeah, mm. yeah. See, that's it's not logic. It's not and like and it's a bit logic, but not no. That logic. But you know what I mean? Not, it's not over like, logic. It's not like that rubbish game Portal. It, it's more like <laughs> it's more. Like was that controversial? <laughs> so you, you give it a try, and it's like, oh well, I was really close. Yeah. Oh, I think I need to be a bit higher up on this wall before I jump, make that jump, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and the great thing about it is, um, it tells you to appreciate your death count. My death count's already over a thousand. Oh, what? wow. Why? Because the levels are really hard. Yeah. But you respawn really quickly and it's only small screens. There's a few bigger screens with harder, like longer challenges, but most of them are just a single screen. Yeah. So you die, you go back to the start straight away. No intermittent mm -hmm. screens. No, haha, you died. You just explode in a, a, some balls of light and then reappear back at the start of the screen. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, I'll do it again. Um, yeah, yeah, that's quite some, good. Sometimes actually. it inter interferes with your interfere challenge. At all. It's like, okay, I was that's close. Really good, yeah. I was close. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, and you're you, still in the you zone. Like Twenty five times on one screen, but you're still in the zone. Yeah. That's good actually, because with a lot of modern games, I mean, there's so much load time. <laughs> just even if you open a door and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to go in that room, and then you're waiting forever for that room to load so you can go back out and then go back in another room. Like it's so frustrating, and respawning just takes ages normally. So that's actually quite nice. Yeah, it's also got uh, quite a cool story. So you yeah, play... so where is the setting? I'm still not quite sure so what the, it's the name setting. of the game is Celeste, and it's set on Celeste Mountain, which I think is a fictional mountain somewhere in Canada. Mm. I can look it up right now and see if it's you fictional. You can look it up right now. And you play someone called Madeline who, you don't know why she's gone to this mountain, but she really, really wants to reach the summit. Yeah. And it kind of transpires very early on, you kind of get a hint of this, that she suffers from depression and panic attacks mm. and the mountain somehow has some mystical element to it that brings those out. So you get kind of like an evil version of yourself, which corresponds to the panic attacks, yeah. which makes the levels like eerie and you get chased around by a mirror version of yourself who Ooh, causes spooky. you to explode on contact. <laughs> a bit like the shadow Mario's in Super Mario Galaxy. He doesn't make you explode. No, I don't think Celeste Mountain is real. I've found a location called Celeste Mountain Lodge, which is, you know, a holiday destination. But, right. Um, yeah, so it, so that's that's quite cool that it's um, going up a mountain. Because traditionally, mountains symbolise uh, gaining knowledge, don't they? Climbing a mountain to find the truth. That's like... Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, in all, stories, in all stories, you climb the mountain to find... Well, in traditional stories... You find the truth on the top of the mountain. Is there truth on top of the mountain? I don't know. I haven't reached the top of the mountain, but I think this Ooh. is more of a journey of uh, self-discovery and 
I think she feels like she she needs to achieve something, but also yeah. wants the isolation. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. Well, we'll have to find out. Sounds good. So what would you rate this, Belen? I'm giving it a nine out of ten. It's wow. really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Oh, one nice. thing you didn't mention is the music, because a lot of these games you've been playing on Switch have amazing music. This is true. So initially, the first few levels, I thought, okay, this music's okay. It's looping. It's it's all right. But it was when I got to the uh, chapter two, when you first meet your dark self, I think that was chapter two, where the music got really cool, when you're in Ooh. like this weird dream world. Uh, so some of the music is is fantastic. Most of the time, it, it's mostly pleasant. Okay. But it is quite fun. We might have to do another sibling dance-off to uh, this dreamy music. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, right. got to, we've got to dance, uh, like dress up in wigs and weird eye sure, makeup I'm or something. Sure, I'm up for this. I'm, I'm totally sure we can find it. some wigs somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's move on to what remains of Edit, Finch. Edith. Edit. Um, just because you spelled it wrong once doesn't mean you can ruin this game by give, calling it the wrong name forever. No, I've decided it's Edit and... I'm the only one that counts here, so... It's Edith, edit. she's really sweet. It's Edit. Erin <laughs> is just going to go over this and edit everyone's Ediths to edits. I, I was literally about to say, I'm the guy who mixes all the audio, so you know. That's it, he's just going to make us call it Edit, edit Finch, because he can't spell. Um, yeah, I can so, spell, I just want to call it Edit. Fine, you can call it Edit, but as I'm talking about the game, I'm going to call it Edith. Fine. Okay. So um, this game came out uh, about a year ago, 25th of April, 2017. Um, and it was one of those games that as soon as people started playing it, it created a lot of buzz. Um, it's currently rated 10 out of 10 on Steam. And The Guardian gave it 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. Very high. But basically, um, we listened to quite a few uh, other gaming podcasts at the end of last year to get a games roundup. Um, just out of interest and this was a lot of people's favourite game along with Zelda um, and Fortnite as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so this came up so we were like, we have to play this um, and it is this kind of really, really beautiful story-driven game, uh, first person and it's a kind of mystery adventure and you basically arrive in this really kind of lush green setting with yeah. this really weird looking house in the distance okay. it's kind of a house with like a boat on top and then a tower on top of that a and then a little a yeah it's just yeah. really it's a really kind of cool but quirky house in the distance and the game kind of tells you what's going on uh using edith's narrative and you play edith and she's mm. a young girl she's 17 um and she's going back to her family home um to kind of figure out the mystery of her family and you very quickly discover that everyone is dead except her oh god so the Finch family tree yeah. has dwindled to nothing. She's the last Finch. Or so you think at the beginning. Um, so it's kind of like you're unravelling almost like a murder mystery, but there's yeah. no killer. Yeah. There's just this kind of lingering family curse. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got like Nordic roots, the family. So like I think her great grandfather's called Odin. And yeah. so uh some of the stories have this kind of like... Um, yeah, like a kind of mythological background to them. Okay. And there's this idea that a curse kind of followed them to the United States. Oh, is it the United States or Canada? I can't remember now. Somewhere North in America. North America. Yeah. Um, I think it's Canada, actually. And it followed them over. Um, and it's just really, really, really cool. So there's a lot of kind of cutscenes that you then interact with as well as you... Interact un with the cutscenes. 
Yeah. So do you kind of right, work no, like a flashback hey, and you go me, back in time? I was asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> you're both right. You're both right. So um, Billen's kind of bang on the money, really, with the idea that you are interacting with a flashback. So part of the game is exploration. So you're wandering about, you're opening cupboards um, and finding bits of paper and old diaries. And sometimes when you open those, it triggers a kind of cutscene, which also includes narrative. And you'll be, suddenly you're another character and you won't immediately be playing or know what you're meant to do. Because you're suddenly just transported somewhere else in the Finch family history. And then it will throw you into being the character in question. So say the uncle, one of the uncles is dead. And you have to, this is the really dark side of the game, but for most of these cuts, kind of interactive cutscenes, you have to then become the the person that's died within the time that they're dying. So like oh God. sometimes you have to do the thing that kills them. So you oh, have no. to trigger their death. Well, then the game doesn't move on. Oh, so you're basically stuck until you die. Yeah. And sometimes you can't figure out how to kill yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not suicide. Yourself. That's the thing. None of them are really suicide. <laughs> It's it's like, I mean, I don't want to give the game away by giving examples, but you might be playing as a child because some of them are children when they die. So oh like no. I found it so heartbreaking, but it's so beautiful. And like even the way that like one particular child dies is so sweet because the child's awareness is not that they're dying. It's that they're doing something else. That sounds really but messed up. But it's so messed up like <laughs> yeah. as a person playing a game that you're just like, oh my God, but I can't progress through the game unless I learn how this person died. So you have to do it and you have to figure out how to trigger the death. So, <laughs> so there is... So is it like pushing a button and then like something happens yeah, like, for them to do something yeah, else and like, then you I, get electric? I really don't want to give any any real examples away, so I'll make one up. So oh. like say you're on a seesaw and you have to figure out how to make the seesaw come off its hinges. That isn't yeah. a real example, but something like that. So yep. there is a, an amount of kind of fiddling around with the controls to kind of figure out what triggers the bad action that leads to your untimely demise. Yeah. <laughs> Self-destructive puzzle game. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but those are only moments and then moments, as Bill and uh, rightly guessed, uh, mm. that are in kind of a flashback. The rest of the game is exploration. Yeah. Do all of the characters control the same? Like, do, do the, when you go back as a child, do you control the same as an adult? No, not always. Sometimes you're not human, even though you are human. It's about, your, it's about that particular character's perception of what they are when they're about to die. And sometimes because they're children, they're imagining things. So, like, there is one scene where you're a monster. I'm not going to say anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. It's really cool. And I know, like, um, like Bilen, you don't really like story-based games, but I would say give this one a go anyway because it's so imaginative. I would, but I don't think what? it's available on Mac. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's on PC. It's on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Well, no Switch either? No. No Switch. Not oh. yet, but it might be. You never know. Switch yeah. have been doing quite a lot with um, smaller developers. Yeah. Um, so this is Giant Sparrow, so it's only a, it's quite a small developer, but they've obviously won low, like I think they've won a few narrative awards for oh, really? this game. Yeah. So they've got a lot of attention now. Is it a lot to buy? No. How much it's did it cost really, you? Uh, Can you remember? Not roughly? much, like ten, fifteen pounds, something like oh. that. It's not much for a game rated so highly. That's really, really good. Yeah, and it really it's 
unlike and this is what uh, um, drew me to actually trying it out because everyone that reviewed it was saying it's unlike anything else they've played and I would agree mm. with that it's, it is really really imaginatively done and exploring the house has just got its own joy to it yeah because it's not that interactive initially and you Which think why oh I probably wouldn't yeah like it. but actually the way that things unfold when you hit the right point of the room is quite wonderful and it is so like beautiful and engaging and mind-boggling but in a great way why are you so opposed to story games Billen? well i like playing games when they're dynamic and involving and i like action games yeah i, I like quick button presses and complicated maneuvers yeah stuff like that is it because you feel like in a story-based game you're not achieving anything by being you if it's a story-based game i'd rather just read it yeah i don't I don't think that having controls necessarily adds that much. Yeah, but in this this kind of game, it sounds like there's an well, there's the element of the puzzle as well. Yeah, and there are and loads of unlockables which I haven't figured out yet. Oh, because, look, there you go. Um, the the award system on on Xbox, um, it shows you at the end of the game how many of the achievements you've unlocked. Yeah, and we only un me and my partner both played this game, and we both only unlocked twenty. Yeah, so out there of how many out of hundred? Ooh, so twenty. This we uh, it looks like the same twenty. So there are things that we just didn't see in the game. So there is more exploration to be done. Um, so it isn't going to be exactly the same for everyone. Although the main narrative will be because it has to be because you don't end the game until you found out how everyone dies. Cool. <laughs> it is really cool. That sounds well. Good. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that um, when my partner and I played it, we we found them at different times. Mm. So that was quite interesting because he watched me play it and he'd already played it and he was like, oh, I didn't go there first. And I went somewhere else first and unlocked something by accident, for example, mm. whereas he'd been led to it from another story. Yeah. So it is, yeah, there, there is some variation, but because it's story driven, the story is the story and you can't change that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love it. really, really, really good. It's so great. How's the music? Very it's important. really, really beautiful and yeah. atmospheric, yeah. And and when you go into different people's memories of their demise, um, obviously the music will change, the, the visuals change. It's really, really interesting and clever and imaginative and fun. Sounds really good. Yeah. So rating out of 10, I'm sure we know oh, what it's I'll going to be. I have to give it a 10 out of 10. It's Ooh. just amazing. It yeah. really is. For what it sets out to do, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, you can't, I think the way it's pitched as a, as a story mystery adventure that is exactly what it does. Yeah. Yeah. You should try it. I think I will. I mean, especially for that kind of... I might uh, watch Aaron play it. Yeah, you, you should. You might watch me play it. And actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, like, that's the thing with Alex. He said, I would, I loved it so much, I would happily watch you play it. And it probably only took about six hours to get through. It's not very it's long. Not, it's No. Long. It is like, instead of just sitting down and watching a show, just play that. Yeah. It's so great. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... Shall we move on to our roundup? So what other games have we all been playing? Oh, what, what? have you been playing, Billen? I've just been downloading the free demos on Switch. So I played a bit of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. Ooh. Was that that cute thing you were playing earlier? Uh, I With don't the know. noises that sounded like Gem. What? Yes. <laughs> There's a game that sounds there was like a game. Me. There was a game and the characters <laughs> sound like you. Yeah, one of the characters sounded like you. What In, in what form? <laughs> What you, you? <laughs> just like me like just now like, like i'm you. talking you know yeah. like you make those noises like cute noises sometimes yeah that's like what when I'm you do your child go on like, do the voice i, I want to know do the voice. Well, you do the voice uh, yeah oh, like she doesn't baby? know what it sounds like we'll like have to this? put a sample in a bit there, like that a bit like, like a baby that. yeah that's e exactly oh. yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like Jim. <laughs> but uh yeah tell us about that anyway 
Uh, so it's it's two different puzzle games. There's Tetris. If you don't know what Tetris is, then where have you been? Yep. Oh. <laughs> and Puyo Puyo, which Awkward. is kind of like a get four of the same blobs, same colour blobs to be next to each other. Yeah. And then they disappear. So it's a like a match some things, make them disappear. Like, game. what's that game that like moms play on the train? Oh, what, Bejeweled? Uh, no, no, yeah, no, no. Bejeweled. Oh, uh, yeah, but oh, in Puyo Puyo, they still drop from the top, like in Tetris. Uh, okay. They drop in blocks of two. Drop it from the, the top. Same or different colours. T- I'm sorry. I couldn't yeah, help myself. Yeah, sharp. <laughs> 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 okay, cool. And yeah, there are different game modes. So in the demo, there's either an automatic switching one where you play for a bit in Tetris, then you play for a bit in Puyo Puyo. Mm. Uh, and you can play against... You can play two to four players. Yeah. Or multiplayer. Or And there's also a mode where you just pick whether you're playing Tetris or Puyo Puyo and you can play uh, the same as everyone else or different to everyone else. Each person gets to pick which one they're playing. And oh. then is it points-based who wins? There's points-based, but you can also rack up combos and the combos cause th- blocks to appear on the other person's screen. Mm. Oh, sounds fun. Erin, what have you been playing? Um, well, I've actually been working on games musically <gasps> recently. So, funnily enough, the game you're describing is very similar to the game that I've been working on. I've just played the test version of it. And this game is called? Oh, I can't say yet. Oh, uh, NDA. Uh, secret. <laughs> yeah, top secret. But basically, the point of the game is you match up more than two blocks to damage a monster. If you can't match up two blocks and you have to click a block, it damages you kind of thing. Ah. It's a similar thing, but you're battling a monster. Oh, that sounds fun. Rather than... Uh, there's, a, there's quite a few games like that at the yeah. moment. There's like um, The Way of Sushido... Yeah. Okay. I think because these games lend themselves really well to mobile devices. Yeah. yeah. So and the mobile market is huge. So it makes sense to have something that you can play on both. Yeah. And obviously the music's amazing, so you know. Yeah, all well, the music is awesome. <laughs> very, very oh. humble of you. <laughs> I know, you're right. But other than that, I've been playing um Shadow of War. Uh oh my god, I didn't tell you about this. There's a massive bug in Shadow of War that breaks the game. Really? Breaks what? the whole How? game. Completely broke the game. How? Just on uh, PS4 or basically the first uh, siege of a fortress. If you don't kill a certain character, um, you can't actually start the siege. But it oh. basically goes to the cutscene where you're about to start the siege and you pick your generals and stuff, and then it crashes the game. It wow. won't forever load. So, so is this specific to PS4 or no? I don't think. It, I'm not Have sure. Have you been on forums? Yeah. Have a look. I've looked it up. There's been a few people. Who issues and apparently you're meant to get all your generals to fight each other to basically uh fix that um so yeah i spent i've probably played this game for over 40 hours and i'm only like 20 percent because of that bug um and i basically had to kill everything in my army and start again almost um i should have just started again it would probably have been quicker so oh my gosh really i know for such a game as well but especially if it's got that much of a limiting effect on your progress yeah, yeah it's terrible awful. really isn't it but uh, now complain it, um, I've spent far too much time playing this game but I'm still enjoying it amazing what a big shame really uh, so yep. guess what I started this morning the Don't fractured know. butthole oh. <laughs> finally uh, I bought the game ages ago and I've just been non-stop playing Skyrim really and then loads of indie games yeah. um, so today I finally put on the fractured butthole which is the South Park game for anyone who doesn't know. And uh, it is just amazing. Yeah. I've only played like an hour, but already it's just so much of a level up from their previous game. It looks stunning. The sound is brilliant. It, you are basically playing within the, the actual animation. It doesn't look like a clunky video game like the other one did, which was fun as well. 
and yeah. it added something to the gameplay i think the style but it's just so so fun and brilliant and it looks so slick and the jokes the jokes are excellent and the toilet humor you start on the toilet. Yay. Uh, the first thing you have to do is squeeze out a poo and then um, squeeze even harder to uh, detach it from your body. Oh. <laughs> those, those are the first two actions of the entire game. Amazing. Um, also, I think we discussed this briefly before when I was talking about looking forward to this game, but you set your difficulty rating by the colour of your skin. So if you're black... Uh, it's really hard. Oh my God. <laughs> but it does come up with these really fun tips at the bottom, which are all just jokes. So it says like, when you, I selected black, so I was like, that's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make it hard for myself. And, um, and then it said at the bottom, like, this will not affect your combat difficulty. It just affects everything else. <laughs> everything in life. It's like, this is brilliant. Like great social commentary as well. Um, yeah. It's just, if you love South Park, definitely play it. Yeah, good stuff. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll have to catch up with you next month. So that's bye from me, Erin. Bye from me, Belen. And bye from me, Jim. (coughs) Stop buzzing me. I didn't talk too much. (laughs) Have a easter. Bye. 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 Bye.